hopefully inspired you, has hopefully um, put some sort of fire into your being, and then you express mm-hmm. that 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 fire to the rest of us, you know, and maybe we we taste a little bit of it for ourselves, maybe it ignites a little something for us as well, something that dares us to to dare a little bit more ourselves to to understand ourselves a little bit more than than we did or or understand each other more like it's you know it it ignites some kind of of fire and and but there's always that component of of i guess a little bit of danger mm. that comes with creativity and and artistry this is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte. Identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. Hello, folks, and welcome back to Way of the Artist podcast. This one... I'm going to turn it over to you pretty quick here, Brandon, because like you, you kind of coined this one from the last episode and I just loved the term so much. Like I want to, I want to like engrave it or do like one of those wood burning things on like a nice art piece for this, because I just love this word. Um, and you use this word wonderness. So we've called this one venturing into the wonderness and without really any idea of you know at least not on my end of what this conversation is going to be and uh and sort of just having one of those those conversations one of those episodes where the title is kind of like what we're going to actually do um in the conversation which is like we're going to venture into the wonderness we're going to go in and you know and and we're going to discover and find things and you know that's always kind of what we're doing to a certain extent but uh but this one uh, we've titled it type titled it let me see if i can speak today uh we've titled it uh along these lines so i'm gonna stop talking brandon what do you have to say to start it off the the man who at least for me has coined this term. I'm sure there's probably somebody else. There's like, I've said that before. Well, I didn't hear you say it. I heard Brandon say it and I never heard anyone else say it. So that's what we're going with. So Brandon. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know how much credit I could take for it because it was literally an error in speech, <laughs> but I mean, uh, cause I, I, you know, there's a lot of time where, um, I don't know this somewhere in my twenties, this, this started, but like, you know, someone would say something, you'd be like, oh, amazing, wonderful, incredible. You know, you like, like when something's really awesome and, uh, glorious and wonderful somehow got married at some point where it was wonderful and glorious. And so it became this thing amongst a lot of people I know, and they just say it now, um, wondrous. And mm-hmm. instead of saying wonderful or glorious or amazing, it's wondrous. And the reason why I think it kind of stuck was because it's a little bit different. It's like a little bit different way of celebrating something where maybe also with anybody who kind of had an emotional connection to it, it becomes somewhat of a personal thing where it's like, cause I think sometimes when you say like, 
someone just shared with me that they completed a play, right? And like, you know, you can say like amazing. And amazing is kind of like, you know, you don't really um, maybe notice it, right? And it's like, yeah, okay, great. But like when you say something like wondrous, it, it stands out. You're like, well, that's not really a word, but it's kind of like, but you remember it. You know what I mean? And I, mm. I think what's kind of interesting about the wonderness, like wilderness and wonderful is like, it kind of has this, it implies like there's this wonderfulness of nature and there's this nature to wonderful and whatever. And I think that's kind of cool. So um, for me, I don't know, I'm kind of interested in exploring that because I think that's a lot of what art really is. It's taking two ideas and finding a connection between them and then seeing where that leads you. So Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I have no idea where this is going to go, but I do think it's kind of cool. And, um, I'm glad you kind of noted it in the last episode we did because it, uh, it's one of those things you can kind of just pass by and, you know, I think there's something, there's a lesson in that too, is like a lot of art is just noticing this it's just noticing something that maybe on, on another day could just pass us by. And mm -hmm. I, I find a lot of great art is in noticing a detail that just no one noticed. And then all of a sudden someone does. And then everyone goes, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> you know, in yeah. a way, there's, there's that part of it too. So yeah, man, I mean, where do you want to, where do you want to, where do you want to venture first? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, just in, just in what you, you just said, you know, like, yeah, like I think that uh, I totally forgot that the word was, was somewhat an accident. It was an accident to a large degree. You had meant to say something else and it came out as wonderness and, uh, and yeah, and just picking up on it and being like, Oh, Hey, there's something, there's something to that. There's something really, uh, for me, there was something like very whimsical about this word. And, uh, and I think that that's how so much of the creative process flows you know like there's like the classic bob ross you know statement that he used to say all the time in his his lessons just like there are no mistakes only only happy accidents right and this was chalk these ones this up to one of those happy accidents right which is like oh there's this fantastic word that just um evokes at least for me all kinds of um different different feelings and and yeah like wonder and adventure and um and openness and i don't know this there there's this feeling that that it kind of wraps up for me in a way so um and yeah and i think that that's how much of the creative process happens like sometimes there are these little accidents you you stumble upon things and and um they end up becoming they end up becoming something so much more. They, they can, and they can even become something even pivotal, mm. uh, you know, coming from the acting world. Like it's, it's so often you, if you've studied acting for long enough, you'll hear lots of people say like, Oh, I love when these little unexpected things happen. And he's like, those are, those are your gold. Those are the, you, you gotta like grab onto those moments and seize them and whatever. Cause they'll do great things to your performance. And, you know, it's always struck me as being kind of a strange comment, especially now at this, like at the time I was like, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Those little moments. Right. <laughs> um, 
but it's like, you know, almost talked about because in, in much of the way that actors are educated or at least had been educated to a certain point was like a, a very controlled kind of um, approach to the art form where it's like, oh, so it's like you just you just kind of like, okay, so these are your gold, but we just kind of have to sit around and hope and pray that one of these things will just happen, mm. you know, so that I can seize that opportunity as opposed to, well, why don't we just treat the whole thing like an accident? Mm. <laughs> why don't we just treat the whole the whole scene as an as an accident of unexpected things as opposed to something that we have to control and coax and direct it into a specific way and and have more of an approach that is a bit more dynamic responsive where it creates more opportunities for those unexpected things to to happen or to make ourselves which is very much in in part of what I teach with actors but how to become even more responsive like you're saying like picking up on on these things right picking up on these impulses not just that you have but picking up on subtle little things that that your partner does that might be different from this night from the last night from the last night and how does that make you feel how how and and do you respond to that in a different kind of way so there's this sort of um aliveness that uh that we can actually start to like build in um, from the beginning as opposed to being like, oh, hopefully someone screws something up tonight so that I can actually become alive <laughs> in my performance, right? Like it's yeah, just like, yeah. anyhow, no, that, yeah, it, no, it might be a bit of a side rant, but uh, but there you go. Well, yeah, a oh, bunch of thoughts spurring on. Okay, well, let, let me uh, let me say a couple things. One is, um, um, so I've been, I've been getting real right back into writing and storytelling again and personally, and that's been a lot of fun, but, uh, I've also taken on more clients and, uh, storytellers and stuff. And, you know, and, and it's interesting cause like I've evolved as a, as, as a kind of coach and a mentor and teacher of these things. Cause I've evolved as a writer. I mean, it just kind of, they go hand in hand, but it's interesting because, uh, I, I was helping I was helping some people with um, writing their story. And I don't know why, but like, I was like, okay, for some reason it stuck out in me five steps. <laughs> I was going to teach you how to, how to make sure you made your movie in five steps and it was good, but I can only use five steps. How would I do it? I don't know why that was the number. I don't even, I don't know. <laughs> you know, we, I know we talk about that and this honestly was not to sell anything, but it was just like, yeah, but I do like sometimes, sometimes it's weird. Sometimes you just get an idea and you just need to follow it and you need to try it out. And so, um, I was like, you got five steps to do it. Number one, you got to write often, persistency, write often, write a lot, write often. It's gotta be done. It has it's absolute necessity. Foundational. It's like, okay, that's step one. You got to write with persistency. Step two characters because story isn't plot driven it's character driven and that's one thing that i've learned for sure without a shadow of a doubt the great story is character driven not plot driven because the moment it's plot driven something's wrong and then i was like yeah but you don't know your characters so you got to get to know your characters right 
Actually, no, before that step, that was step three, because step two was why even writing this thing? Why even creating the story in the first place? You need to have purpose. You need to have a North Star. You need to have a reason. Mm. And so step two was like, first of all, you got to write a lot. But why are you even writing? Why are you writing this story? Why are you doing it? Like, and, and I would, this is just kind of coming out of my process, right? So step two is why are you writing it? Because the first thing I do when I write is I have two two strategies. The first thing I do is I write every day. Obviously, that's clear. But um, uh, when I, especially when I was starting out, I had to write out my fears and I had to write out my anxieties and my worries and all that stuff. And I call it the beast. And I said, the more that I looked at the beast, the less scary the beast became because I started to understand it. And it actually, in my mind, became small. It started out as this very big thing and then became small. So that was the first part of step two. And the second part of step two was once I cleared that thing out of the way, I just would write down like, why I even want to write this story? What is it about that is interesting to me? What what do I want to investigate? What do I like about it? And then thirdly was characters. And so then characters, um, this was the big discovery for me. And this is something that I've realized more and more uh, with writing is that you got to get to know your characters. They don't, they don't show up like full people in the sense that they're like a stranger. When you meet a stranger, they always put their best foot forward. You know what I mean? So do your characters in your mind, you know? So you got to get past that. And I was like, well, how do you get past that? Oh, you got to find out who they really are. You got to find out what their flaws are, their impediments. You got to put them under pressure. You got to find out who the character is. You got to actually figure out what they really want. Not what they tell you they want, but they really want. Mm-hmm. Right. And then once you start figuring out a flaw, then, you know, it starts to become clear, oh, they actually want this and they're actually hiding from that. And then you start to know them and then everything just kind of, you know, and all of a sudden, those characters will start taking you somewhere. And that to me, like that's only up to step three and there's a couple more steps and I'm not, I'm not, not telling you this cause I'm trying to get you to like, you can find out. No, I don't give a <laughs> shit. Listen, once you get to step three, your story is writing itself because your characters are going to take you somewhere. Like they're, they're already alive. They're already ready to go. And you haven't even figured out yet what you're doing. And so then it just becomes about, you know, the next couple of things just become about, okay, well, what are we even doing with this? But um, to me, uh, writing is is kind of like this, let's venture into the wonderness because mm-hmm. it's wild and it's it's nature and the, the path that you think you're going when you start is usually not the path you're taking. You're taking some other uh, diversion, some way around. But step two is so important because you need to know where you're going, wherever you end up in this wilderness. And that's why step two is so vital. And step one is obviously important because you're not writing and doing anything anyway. So you got to write. But step two is like, wherever I get lost in this wonderness, if you want to call it that, Mm -hmm. I still know where I'm trying to go. I still know why I'm trying to do this. Because if you get lost in there and you don't even know why you're doing it anymore, I mean... (laughs) You can get you can get lost in the wonderness, right? We're talking about venture into the wonderness, but you got to yeah. venture into it with with some type of uh, curiosity, interest, purpose, point. Uh, maybe it's not to get somewhere, but maybe it's for an experience, and that's fine. I don't think it's always mm-hmm. about a destination. Um, but it, it, it's funny as we're talking about this, I'm like, yeah, that's kind of a, it's such a nice little saying because it's kind of how you need to do it, you know. And I know yeah, with yeah. Uh, Meisner, it's a little bit like that too. It is adventure into the wonderness because you start and you say, you know, you 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 acknowledge something, and then all of a sudden it goes somewhere, and you had no idea it was going to go that way when you're doing it right. And uh, 
and, and doing it right is like, right is simply trust, you know, it's simply let go and trust. And, and, and I would argue that writing is in many ways the same, um, there may be with, with writing a certain amount of markers. Like I know I'm going, or I'm going to end up in this destination eventually, or something like this, but you know, uh, uh, on the way there, <laughs> mm-hmm. how that looks and what that's like is not always as obvious as it may seem on the onset. Yeah. Um, so I don't know that I, yeah, this is an interesting conversation because it's, 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 um, to me, this is a lot about process, you know, mm-hmm. it's about trust and process because process is, um, it's such a discovery, you know, it's such a, uh, an unraveling. Um, because if someone comes along and tells you, this is the process to do this, it, it is really like only a fraction of what the process really is because your personal element and your personal exploration of your own way is so integral to your artistic expression. I know that Mm -hmm. sounds kind of like wordy and, (laughs) uh, maybe even somewhat esoteric in, in description, but really like people can kind of point you in the right direction and kind of say like, you know, Maybe you, maybe if you direct yourself this way, it will be good for you. And you can, you can see some truth in that. So you do it. But once you get out there, that direction, like the reason why I say that is they point you in the right direction. But the problem is, is that once you get out there, you're still headed there, but it's not a straight line anymore. It's this wiggly squiggly kind of way there. And Mm -hmm. that's your process. And I don't know what that looks like for you and neither do they, or does anybody, even you. And that's the wonderness. It's like, wow, I know I'm going here, but how am I going to get there? How cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 To me, it's like, uh, again, yeah, this word, it's like, you know, it's like entering into like this forest of, of just things you've never, you've never seen experienced before. Mm. Right. And in many ways that is the creative process. That is the artistic process. That's where you're trying to push yourself. And yeah, like, I, I don't think you necessarily need some sort of reason why you're there. You just need something to get you in there. You yeah. Know, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's like, it's, it's for me, that's, you know, through all of these conversations to a large degree, that's one thing that, you know, because like you said, like the, the creative process is one where it's like, you can't, you can't just pin it down into thing, but there are some, some tendencies and there are some things that continue to come up. And one of the things that has really become apparent for me and our discussions and discussions with other, other people has been that it's really like, all you're trying to do is like, you need to have enough that, that gets you there. Like that gets you into that wilderness that gets you into that space. And then once you're in there, it's kind of like, you've got to, you've just got to be paying attention and respond. Like, because you're entering into this into this place of of unknown things and and you know maybe with the hopes of of discovering something or just there with an openness to mm. to see to discover to find out maybe you find out something maybe you don't but that sort of willingness i think is is an essential part of of creativity and artistry and i think that um that yeah, it's it's really just about like what gets you into that space because what happens in that wonderness, what happens in that that wilderness, 
right is like that's why you want to go there is because mm-hmm. there are, are it's for that unexpected thing it's for that thing that you you haven't found haven't seen um that's that experience and it's kind of like you know there's the 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 artist goes on that sort of journey and it's like the whole thing of of you go out and you discover something then you come back you come back with that thing that you found with that that you've seen that has um hopefully inspired you has hopefully um put some sort of fire into your being and then you express mm. that 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 fire to the rest of us you know and maybe we we taste a little bit of it for ourselves maybe it ignites a little something for us as well something that dares us to to dare a little bit more ourselves to to understand ourselves a little bit more than than we did or or understand each other more like it's you know it it ignites some kind of of fire and and but there's always that component of of i guess a little bit of danger Mm. that comes with creativity and and artistry although i think that when it comes to the arts um you're it's kind of like the safest way in which you can you can go into that danger you know and and really that might even be too strong of a word for it right it's just because we don't we don't even know and and there's 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 no certainties in that. And that gives us a sense <laughs> of danger, but it's like within the arts, it's like, what's going to, wh- 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 what's going to happen? What's go- What's going to happen? <laughs> well, you might, you might meet yourself, you know, and I think that's something we avoid. I, you know, man, this is so great. I, I'm just like, it, it, it's interesting. Cause I don't know, like, I don't know if people are hearing this the way that I'm hearing it. And that's, um, I don't know how to communicate the way that I'm hearing it necessarily, but, um, to try to sum it up, um, art, the, the, the wonderness of, of art is not always so, um, it's not as so, so obvious. And something I've been working on a lot with clients, uh, particularly is like, I'll ask them a question. I'll be like, for example, someone said, well, then I'd be satisfied. And well, what is, what do you mean? What does that mean? And I'm like, oh be happy. Like, I I don't know how to describe it. And I'm like, well, tell me how it feels in your body. Like sometimes these things are not, there's no word. And they were like, there's no word that I can summarize to like express what this would feel like. And what I try to do is I try to help people work through, uh, through this internal part of the process, because it's an important part of what I do. Um, I try to help people work through that in a way where they don't feel like they need to give some definition. This is, this is what it's like for me. And this is how I do my process. And they, they can't explain it. And, and that's part of their challenge. And I find this as an artist myself, there's a certain way in which I work, which I don't know how to express to anybody because I, I, there's no words that summarize it. And even when I find a word, it's not quite right. And, and even the sequence of words don't quite sum it up. But um, if I, if you don't mind, let me just read this because someone sent me a testimonial the other day. And, and this is, um, this is a good example of how this works. Um, but, but I just bring this up because I don't know how they cross the gap. I, I don't know. I help them 
I, I, I was there with them, but I don't know how they did it. And that's the part that I think we all need to kind of, um, accept that's a part of this wonderness thing that we're talking about. So they, this is what they wrote. They said, I was believing in, I was believing in what the inner voices inside me were saying. There seemed to be no way to look back at my acting dreams. I think the turnaround happened when Brandon was, uh, when Brandon did an exercise that had us close our eyes and open the gates inside to find out what was holding us back. When it was over with tears in my eyes, I realized it was me that was preventing myself from achieving my goals. Since then, I booked my first two lead roles in films and I have an agent that sends me out regularly. Okay, what's interesting to me about this testimonial is that we didn't exercise and they closed their eyes and they opened them with tears and all of a sudden they booked like, and then they went off and booked a couple lead roles and got an agent. Like it, they went from, I don't even know, like these dreams feel empty to, and they, this person who sent this, they literally were like about to give up on their acting mm-hmm. and they, they went off after this and they went and they booked a couple lead roles and got an agent. And now their career is flourishing. The thing that I find interesting is what happened when they closed their eyes, <laughs> Where did they go and what, what did, who did they meet? Like what happened? Like they were like, I found out I was in my own way, but like, we have no idea what that really means. Like we all get it. Yeah. Okay. We all stand in our own way, but like they had to go like into something to meet some part of themselves that was like, you should give up on your dreams and walk away from this to I'm all of a sudden emotional and I'm going to turn around and book a couple lead roles and get an agent. Like what Mm -hmm. the fuck happened? (laughs) You know what I mean? And like, I understand enough to be able to help people kind of like tap into whatever that is. Cause I kind of understand how to do it myself, but I don't know what happens in there. Mm -hmm. And I think this is kind of the, I mean, even for you, is it, I know, cause I've been, I've done your class, but even for you, I mean, you know, just to recall the time that I did your workshop, you don't know what happened in me when you did that exercise where all of a sudden I had this kind of profound emotional shift, which I did. You don't know what happened in my internal world. All you did was set up the environment, the circumstances, the situation to provide an an opportunity for me to explore it. And I think that's a lot of what, uh, coaches do and and mentors and things. But I also think that's a lot of what we do as artists. We set up the environment for ourselves to explore something. We have no idea. Uh, we have no idea. And for me, when I write a screenplay, it's the same thing. I set up the environment for a situation to explore. And once I'm in there, man, I have no fucking idea what's going to happen. Like, and you may think I do. I, I know to like, okay, you got to hit your climax. You got to make sure they go through the rock bottom moment. You, you They got to struggle. I get all that. Yes. But like how they struggle, what that rock bottom looks like, how that climax actually unfolds, you know, all of that stuff. Um, those are just ideas, mm-hmm. but the, the life in them, right? Like that's the wonderness. Like, I don't even know what that is. And I, and I don't even know what it is in myself. How dare I even try to guess what it is in somebody else. But I think this is the, you know, for me, this is such the exciting thing about the, the, the artistic process is like, 
I don't want to rob myself of that, you know, by trying to be over controlling and overbearing on the process and try to try to somehow be arrogant and describe what it is. But I can tell you how it feels and you can see how it feels because you you can see me talk about it, right? Like even in the last podcast, when I shared about, um, you know, this story about the character James in, in our script, the townsfolk, and then I got emotional, right? Like, it's like, I, you can see me feeling it and you can hear the story, but you weren't there, but I'm trying to bring you there. And that's what art is. Art is like, you weren't there, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to bring you there. Yeah. It's so, it's so fucking fascinating to me. It's just amazing because mm-hmm. somehow you figure out enough craft and enough ability to help someone else join you in an experience that isn't even that experience. And somehow at the same time, you can feel it together as though you're, it's though it's real. Mm-hmm. it's fucking it's it's just it's it's amazing <laughs> it's amazing to me i it's 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 wondrous you know yeah. yeah that 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 possibility for a shared experience of of genuine human connection that can that can happen there and it's not always even a guarantee you no. know even even the greatest artists in their in their fields there's there's plenty of people out there who are just like Mm, don't care for them <laughs> yeah, <totally>. uh, <laughs> <laughs> or you have this like yeah profound thing for someone else and someone else is just like i don't get it and that that's okay yeah that yeah. doesn't have to it doesn't have to be for everybody i think that's no. an important thing to remember yeah. Yeah. yeah but there's voice which is why it's like um <laughs> you know i remember my my you know my wife cat who we've had on uh, the show a number of times but like one of the things that um, she often says to people and as uh, as a coach and stuff like that is um, she re- likes to remind people that she's like, well, maybe they can only hear it from you, mm. right? Like when, when addressing, you know, it's like, well, wh- you know, because when people come up against a lot of that sort of imposter syndrome and, you know, all, all of that beautiful stuff that... <laughs> artists feel and just human beings feel in general um it's like well you know i'm not saying anything different i'm not doing anything different so many other people are doing this so many other and it's like and and that was one of the things she's like well what but maybe they can only hear it from you Hmm. maybe they've heard this thing a hundred different times from a hundred different people but they haven't heard it from you and maybe the way in which you explain it the way in which you describe it the way in which you express it lands with them and it Mm. changes their life right like but you don't know until you until you do that until you until you venture out into that (laughs) into that wonderness and find out what that that thing is i want to just touch back on something very quickly because it was something that i thought was was fascinating because you know that i'm no there's i'm definitely no fan of like the the sort of like like five steps seven steps like (laughs) blah 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 like you know like i i just the amount of of youtube videos where where it's like i get these recommendations and like from these channels right it's like blah and as soon as i see that kind of shit appear on my screen it's like don't ever show me this channel again (laughs) um (laughs) i'm not even yeah i just did that recently um (laughs) it's like don't ever show me this channel again 
Um, because I just, I don't believe, I'm just not a believer in that kind of stuff. Um, but in the way that you were describing what, you know, this sort of thing, I was like, that's the, you know, that's a fascinating little, um, creative exercise in many ways to do. It's like, well, if I was to try and do that, you know, sometimes a, a fantastic way to get creative, to, to help you enter into that wonderness. Cause like, again, it's like, I think that that's really in terms of mentors and teachers, that's all that people are offering. You know, that's all that we are offering is, is like, well, here's some, here's some things that might help you kind of get, get in there. And then once you're in there, you're, you are kind of on your own. Like there's like you, you, and that's what you want. Mm-hmm. You know, there's that component in which it's like you, you have to enter that on your own in order to discover what is real for you to discover that, real expression those words that only you can say that someone else can hear no one else can give you that you have to find out but there are sometimes we can find guides who can say it's like all right well you know here are some things like that exercise that you you took one of your clients through it's just like here's a possibility and and it it might work and it might not but it might get you it it might get you into the wonderness yeah might get you in there um and and if it does I'm excited to hear what you discovered, what you found, because I don't know what you found. I don't know what you discovered. Um, But yeah, just in terms of sometimes putting that limitation on yourself, which is an interesting thing to to do. Sometimes limits open up creativity um, in a profound way where, you know, you say it's like, okay, well, if I were to try and talk, you know, teach people, you know, say, okay, five things to make to get your 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 story written your 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 movie written what if i had to just say five things what would those things be mm-hmm. and it can be a very powerful way of of like oh okay and like suddenly it's like you already like i i'm not even I haven't even done this exercise and i don't know nearly as much about writing as as you do and and but like i i already just feel my own gears working i feel like i feel your gears working suddenly we're just like oh okay i don't know what would i say where would i begin where would it end you know and like and and there's going to be huge gaps i'm sure you know like there's going to be gaps in within those five things of, of like oh yeah well once we start getting more into some nitty gritty there's some stuff that isn't covered here but if we're talking about just a few things, here are some things that, again, might help you enter into that wonderness, you know, yeah. like, like uh, that's, it's really fascinating. This is really fascinating. This whole, whole thing. Like I, I'm, I'm just going to use this word from now on, Brandon. Um, oh I, yeah, me too. I, I like, mean, I, I like it I, and you know, we will have a relationship to it after this because it is pretty cool. It's a happy accident. It really is. Yeah. Hey, everybody. This is Evan, and this episode is brought to you by my book. Yes, I recently released a book called The Actor's Awakening, Connecting Spirituality to Craft. Expand yourself as an actor and your craft through a spiritual perspective. Take a journey that will explore universal philosophies and insights to help you understand human nature in a profound way and develop practices to take your work to another level. Again, that's The Actor's Awakening, Connecting Spirituality to Craft, available on Kindle and paperback on Amazon. And as always, if you like the show, please subscribe. Yeah, man. Like, but it's also just like, yeah, how do we, how do we, 
enter the wonderness and and for me just yeah like this that's really this has been clarifying for me in terms of like how I teach as well like I've got quotes that I I have like I've got all these printed laminated quotes and things that I, I put up in my classroom and um, one of them that I have that's put up is um, a quote from Galileo, which is, we cannot teach people anything. We can only help them to discover it within themselves. Mm. Um, I like to have that up there because it's like, that's, I, I think that's important for me. That's an important message for anyone who comes to me as a student, which is just like, I want you to understand how this works for me. Mm. (laughs) you know it's like you like this is about you finding something right and and just this whole whole thing of like oh yeah like really everything that i i'm taking people through and anything that i think uh without sounding like i'm i'm high on myself here or something like that or (laughs) but i think what any really good mentor does is just like helps you find the door through because it's like there's there's and anyone who i think tries to take too much credit for what you find on the other side of that door for what you've returned with from the from the wonderness is just like you know that that gets really sketchy really quickly for me mm-hmm. because it's like it's like look not that you didn't help, you know, not that you didn't help, not that I didn't help, but it's like, there's this whole thing that, that this, this huge, massive thing that you had nothing to do with, you know, it's like, you're just really helping people to, to discover it within themselves. Right. It's like, it's like, it was already in some ways, it's like, it's already there. Let me, let me, let me comment on this. Yes, please I, do, because I'm I'm getting in the weeds a little bit. No, and I'm like, you're not. You're well, okay, but I feel maybe, like I'm getting in the weeds a little. Maybe, bit. but there's something great here because like mentorship is such an important thing to me, and being a guide uh, or having a guide is so fucking helpful. Um, but you were talking about the credit kind of element of it, and like when you are the uh, let's just use these words, protege, mentor type of words for the time being, just to keep it simple. But like when you're the protege, you, you want to give credit to your mentor and guide. And if you have a good mentor and guide, they're not going to want to take credit for it. That's the relationship. It's like, Mm -hmm. no one wants to have it. No one wants the ball. Everyone's like, no, no, it's yours. It's yours. No, it's yours. It's yours. It's like, because (laughs) you know, you have a shit mentor when they take credit for everything, you know, you have a shit mentor because they don't, they obviously don't really understand or care about you if they're trying to take credit for it. And also, you know, you, you are not living up to being a protege if you are trying to take credit for everything, because, um, why would you even ask for help if you already had it and know it all already, right? Like, so you go, no, 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 you helped me see it. No, no, I didn't. You looked for it, right? And this that's the relationship of a healthy mentor-protege relationship. So nobody wants to take it. And there's there's so many reasons why it goes so, so deep if you follow this rabbit hole down. Because 
it all leads back to ego and neither want the ego because they both know the ego is a trap and it gets in their way. And the, and the, the mentor should be wise enough to know, and the protege should be, um, uh, hum humble enough to know. Right. And that's the relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and by the way, the mentor sometimes becomes the protege of the protege and, and the protege sometimes becomes the mentor of the mentor. And, yeah. and this relationship is interchangeable. Um, and the wonderful thing is that it's actually, um, it's actually like you, you find this with friendships, you know, really healthy friendships. Um, you know, and I, I've noticed this with you, Evan, sometimes you're my mentor. Sometimes you're my protege, but we don't ever take credit for it. So we don't even notice that it exists, but it really does exist because when it comes to acting, I look at you as a mentor because you know, and you've really dug into certain things that I have not dug into. You have certain education, understanding, uh, work you've done. I haven't done yet. And I find that there's certain things that, you know, and I'll learn and I'll take guidance, but there's also things with story that I am aware that I have put energy and attention that maybe you haven't yet to. And I notice, I see you take guidance from it, but we don't ever stop and go like, I'm your mentor. I'm your mentor. <laughs> Who gives a mm -hmm. shit? Doesn't fucking matter. You know what I mean? But like, um, when, when you're newer and maybe you don't have a relationship with someone, it might mean a little more clear cut. Like I have some of my clients will say like, call me mentor. Um, I just look at it like I'm really grateful. You know what I mean? I'm really grateful. Um, I had a talk with, with the client the other day, uh, you know, cause they're, they were moving into like another stage of their growth and we kind of accomplished what we were trying to accomplish in their first stage. Right. Like you kind of try to set goals and try to accomplish things, right. Whatever. But, mm -hmm. um, they were like, I'm so glad I met you. And, and that's very meaningful to me. My response to them was, I'm so grateful that you are not because of my ego, not because like that's satisfying, but I'm really truthfully grateful that you are grateful to have met me. Like what amazing mm -hmm. thing that like, like I, you, your growth and your success helps me feel like my life has meaning. And like, if anybody's listened to this podcast, they probably heard me talk about this, but I went through a depression. And when you go through a depression, a really deep, dark depression, and you don't know why your life means anything or what the point of anything is. And someone later in life says, you know, I'm glad I met you. You understand why you lived. And I think that's the thing about protege and mentor relationships is that you begin to see that it's not, it's not about like, Hey, I'm great. It's about, I'm here for a reason. I don't even know what that reason is, but like, it is important that I didn't fucking give up. And so like, um, I know I'm turning this, this into uh, you know, a little bit of an emotional, uh, <laughs> thing, but like, look, man, like you on the other end, listening to this, like whatever you're going through a hard time man. I'm, you know, lady, whatever, <laughs> look, don't give up. There's some reason why you're here. I'm telling you, like there is, there's so much more to you. And like, I read that testimonial from that other client that said to me, they were going to give up on their acting dreams. They're going to give up and they were really going to give up. I'm not fucking kidding about that. This is not play. Like they were fucking devastated, broken. Mm -hmm. 
And now they got two lead roles in an agent and they're fucking flying in their career and they're like over the moon. Um, the success doesn't matter. That's not really the point. The point is, is that they went inside and they fucking found a reason not to give up. And, and this is not the end of their journey. This is the beginning of their journey and their personal success might be great, but like, what are they, who are they as a person? Because I think a person that visited, visits this kind of dark, um, this dark Valley, this, you know, um, what's that saying, Evan, where it's like the, the dark night uh, of the soul, this dark, is that what it's called? What, how do dark you say it? Dark night of the soul? Yeah. Dark night of the soul. I, I couldn't put the words together for a oh, second. Okay. <laughs> But I think those dark nights, there. yeah, close. <laughs> uh, so the the dark night of the soul, I think, is such an important part of uh, venturing into the wilderness that you don't look at it like it's just going to be this lovely experience of wonderful, awesome, everything's happy, everything's fun. Um, you go in there and you know that sometimes it's going to be dark and you're going to feel lost and it's going to be scary. And I'm really trying to teach myself at this stage in my life to be grateful for that, to not run from it, to not be scared of it. Um, we talked a bit about this before the podcast started, but that has been my big lesson as an artist is that my hard times, those times where I wanted to give up, those times where my life seemed meaningless, those times where it was fucking just so brutal are actually my one of my greatest assets and one of, my, one of the best gifts I could have ever asked for. Um, it's so hard when you're in it, but I, but I can tell you that like what I'm learning now is when I do go to a somewhat harder place, a challenging place, a stressful place, a worrying, fearful place, I, I, I'm really trying to embrace now and I'm starting to, I'm getting better at it is going, thank you. Thank you for letting me experience this fear and this worry and this stress how rich this is going to make my life and how much character this is going to allow me to build. As I said, when I did that five step thing, step three, you don't know your characters. Um, you don't know yourself. That's the thing is like step three is life, man. Step three is you don't even know who you are. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, in the, in the wonderness, right. That's where you're going to find out who you are. And that's, and, th and there's beautiful discoveries in there and you don't know who you are. How is anyone else going to know who you are? Right. It has yet to be seen, mm -hmm. but it isn't until you're, um, I know I'm talking a lot, but let me just finish this thought. It, it isn't until you, you have an, a dream of acting or something. And I was sitting with this client. We, we met at a Denny's and they wanted to meet one-on-one -on -one. we met at a Denny's. And they were broke and whatever and sat down and they were fucking devastated. And they were again, they were saying like, I don't even know what the point is. Let's just give up, blah, 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 whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't remember what was said. I honestly don't. But somehow I communicate to them like, don't do it. I believe in you, you know, whatever. That moment. Fucking Denny's. What a piece of shit restaurant. <laughs> some like six o'clock in the morning or some shit. We met like so early. The crappy restaurant. It's just like, like, look, whatever. Denny's. Not getting any sponsorships from Denny's anytime soon. <laughs> Not anytime soon. Don't want it. Don't care. So listen, we're in a Denny's, whatever. They, they provide a service. I'm grateful. But, but like you go from that 
to you're on set, it, the lead in your movie. You got to remember when you're in those moments, you got to remember that this is not the end of the story. This is the middle. And this is a character building moment. And the wonderness doesn't, it doesn't pull punches. It doesn't care whether you feel good about it or you like it. <laughs> and I could tell you that for writing and I could tell you that for acting. <laughs> and I could probably even tell you that for every art medium I've ever done because film is like that too. Cause your fucking location falls through and you're like, what the fuck are we going to do? You know what I mean? And you gotta like, you gotta just rise up, you know, and that rising up is your, it is your character. You know, that's you meeting yourself. That's step three of the journey. And like, I don't know why it's like, sometimes it's weird, you know, like, cause I know we talk a lot about that. Like these, these steps, they're, they're usually bullshit. Cause somebody's just trying to market their blog or something, but like maybe it's, there is more than five steps, but if you just had five steps, here's the five I would take. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And step three is you got to find out who you, who, who's even, who's even taken the journey. Right. And that goes not just for writing a screenplay and your characters, that goes for you. You don't even know who you are and you're not even going to start to figure out who you are until step three. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you, if you want to look at it that way. <laughs> yeah. You know, the whole, the, the old, you know, know thyself, you know, challenge to, to discover who you are. The, the fact that we are such mysteries, even unto our, unto ourselves. I was just talking about this to my, uh, my class last week where I was just saying like, you know, so many actors and, and because, and it's just kind of how we're conditioned in, in particularly in the Western world, but a lot of actors trained in, in a way where it's like, you know, with character kind of stuff, it's just like, well, you got it. You break them down, right? You break them down into, and it's <laughs> like, okay, oh, well, it's like, you know, which is maybe not the best language i it's it's not my favorite language for saying like what do you mean like like try to understand this human being try to have compassion and 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 maybe feel a little bit of what it might be like to be this person to, to what it might like to be them mm, <laughs> like yeah. really like it's that's that's you know acting i think is one of like the most ultimate um arts in compassion um truly um but that's a side note. But anyhow, it's like I, I kind of brought this to to my students and I just said, like, well, do you have an answer to who you are? Do you have an answer for that? Can you give me one that's just nice and clear in the way that we that so many actors break down a character? You know, it's like, oh, they're basically this, this and this, you know, and it's just like <laughs> not that those things aren't true. But like, do you think that that's it? Yeah. Like you, you spend your whole life not, you know, still learning things about yourself. You know, that the, the sort of the absolute arrogance that to to think that you could take on a character and, you know, depending on how much prep time you have it and, and how long you're shooting for or you're you're on stage with with this part. You know, it's like to think that in that just that little blip of time that you could know everything there is to know. There's so much that's a mystery. And I think embracing that, that element, which again, I'll, I'll equate back to this word of wonderness is more useful than to just trying to break something down into, um, components. Uh, 
And so I wanted to say I wrote a few things down because like Mm -hmm. I I didn't want to forget these in terms of what you were just saying. Um, uh, So just kind of where where I left things off there, like, you know, breaking things down. I think it was probably Alan Watts that I came came across this, but it was something to the effect of, you know, try asking somebody or just even ask yourself um, to describe something. Describe a flower, for example, without describing any of its parts. Mm. And there's this sort of weird thing that happens when you when you at, when you try and describe something without dis- breaking it down into parts because it's almost impossible to do mm. because that's how how we function right and a weird thing that can actually kind of happen in its place is you actually might start to you, you actually see something more clearly you can suddenly look at that flower and just be like oh and just see it and just be with it um, because it becomes almost impossible. Like how would you describe a flower without, without putting it into parts? How would you even do that? Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> like it's, and um, so I just wanted to bring that into it as a fun little exercise to do for anyone. It doesn't have to be a flower. It can be anything. Something natural is always nice though. Something natural and organic is always a good thing to try this with. Um, But the other thing uh, that just, I don't remember what it was specifically that you said, Brandon, but I was like, one of the things about the wonderness is that it is inexhaustible. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's for sure. It's an inexhaustible place like there's there's no there's no and it fits kind of along it does in a way with everything else that i've just been saying but it's like because there's never just this end point there's never this point in which it's just done the creative process is always in process until you just eventually decide just to end but it doesn't mean that there that you could you could spend an entire lifetime there and still discover more more things with with that story you're writing with that part that you're playing with that song that you're crafting you could spend your entire life doing that but you know <laughs> there are other things to do and other things to discover in 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 that thing so um yeah it's inexhaustible mm. and and i think it's all the more enticing to keep coming back to it as much as possible because there's always new things to be found. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's some great notes. Yeah. It's, I mean, that is, you know, something that I discovered when I was, uh, well, we're always younger when we discover stuff we're talking about in the past, but I'm not, it's it's weird because you're trying to bring up a memory and you, you know, you have this weird way of like dragging it out. I'm just noticing as I'm doing it. Um, but that's a side note. The point is, is that I, I noticed that people can get bored of relationships, um, or like their marriage or something like that. Right. And like, uh, something I discovered was that people are infinite universes of exploration. 
And the reason why you get bored is because you stop being curious and interested in exploring. People have stories that you have never heard. I don't care if you've hung out with them every moment of your life. You and I have been friends since we were 19 years old, at least. And um, there's stories I have you've never heard. And every once in a while, I share one. You're like, oh, I never heard that story. <laughs> and that's the fucking thing, man. It's like um, people, if if you're, if you're uh, especially if you're living your life and you're not just, um, you know, kind of getting caught into a routine of doing things you don't really want to do, life will take you into wonderful, amazing, wild, challenging uh, places, you know, and then those will bring stories and richness to your life. And um, even when you're, even when you're not really engaged in your own life, you may still find that there's some pretty interesting stories that can come out of it. But my question really, cause I'm storytelling is my medium, my main medium, my main passion is, is, can you see the story? You know, that's, that, that's one of the first things that I really, um, would want to know because there is a story, even to the most, even to the most routined person, even to the person who does the same thing every day, there's still a story there. There's still something, um, and meaning, I think, for people is so important, but sometimes so hard to grasp at periods in our life. But when you tie meaning together, when you find connection, profound things really do begin to happen. Um, when I was in high school, you know, I was not a good student for a while, and I would get basic grades and just barely pass some things. Um but things changed for me when I began to see the connection between what I was learning that was somewhat unrelated to what I thought I wanted to do. So for example, when I saw the connection of psychology to filmmaking, psychology became of great interest to me. And when I saw how studying history could be valuable, became of great interest to me. And so you as you're venturing through whatever you're doing in life, um, if you're trying to, if there's some passion, some interest, some curiosity, like I, I do believe it starts as sometimes you're just interested in it. Then you're kind of like curious and you want to know more and you dig in and then you get kind of invested and you want to, you know, you really want to dig in. Then maybe you get passionate and then you get like purposeful about it. When you get to the point of purpose, which you know, it might take some working towards if you haven't got a purpose yet, you don't feel connected to that yet. But when you find a really like a purpose, you can be passionate about something that really just kind of makes sense to you and lands and it kind of, you it finds a place in your heart. Then the whole world opens up to you in a really fascinating way. It all becomes wondrous. It all becomes the wonderness because now everything serves your main, your main love, right? Whatever that is for you. Um, for me, initially everything was about sports. When I was a, when I was a teenager, it was all about sports and just like, you know, specifically like hockey and soccer. And those were my main things. And if I saw a commercial, a shitty commercial come on where they were playing soccer, I would be glued to the television wanting to see it. I don't know. Like that's like passion is weird. It makes you like, you like, you like focus on things in weird, weird kind of strange, almost obsessed way when you, well, at least for me, I shouldn't speak for everybody, but for me, 
I can almost be, get obsessive about it and I want to take it in at every turn. But when it ventured into, I could begin to see that soccer had parallels to relationships, which doesn't seem like it actually goes together, right? You go like, well, how does a relationship, how does a romantic relationship have anything to do with soccer? But when you start drawing those parallels, you begin to see things that other people can't. And it makes, it gives you special options. It gives you special things you can do that others can't do because they can't see it. They, they don't understand it. And it, it, you know, I went from being, um, you know, just for example, I'm on soccer, for example, I went from riding the bench to getting cut from my team to being the captain of the team. Now that's a big fucking change. That's a character arc. That's fucking interesting. There's a movie there. There's a story there. There's a TV series there, but how, how did that happen? Well, maybe the guy who rides the bench understands what it's like to ride the bench. And then maybe that's good for being a captain. And also maybe the guy that knows how to love and have a best friend is a good captain. You know what I mean? You start to, when you start to see how that works together, you begin to see what a champion really is. And, and, oh, I thought it was just about foot skill. I thought it was just about being able to take a shot, make a pass. No, it's not. It's about the relationship to the other teammates on the, on the field. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so, um, you're an actor and all you care about is acting maybe, but maybe your relationship to your set mates, to the director, to the producers, the people who are making the thing to, to understanding story and understanding how story works and how camera works and, and how certain shots and different lenses do different things is valuable for you because now you can really fucking lead a show. And yes, it's not all about your ego and your acting and your skill and your ability to be the part. It's about a super comprehensive collective, uh, you know, uh, collaboration, right? Um, and so I, I think that there's something um, interesting about this too, because the wonderness is kind of like when you get expansive. You know, the direct path might be like, if I, you want to be like a movie star actor or whatever, you're, you're like, I got to be the best actor I can possibly be. That's your initial way of looking at it. But the wonderness shows you that it's not just about your acting skill and talent and ability to be emotional. It might be about other things too. And when you begin to see that, you begin to see that, oh shit, I didn't even see these colors in the spectrum. I was so focused on blue, picking a color at random, I was so focused on that that I thought it was the only color that existed. And now that I have the palette of orange and green and other things in my, you know, in my repertoire and and purple and whatever, now I have something and people go, well, how do you do that? It's like, we, how do you even explain that? You know what I mean? Well, I can tell you how I did it. It all started when I was 11 years old, riding the bench, (laughs) playing soccer. (laughs) (laughs) You're <laughs> like, wait, are we still talking about screenwriting or acting or what the fuck are we talking about? Because you know what I mean? It When you see the connectedness, it's not, um, you, it, it, you're never lost in the forest of the wonderness. 
It's all, as you said this to me at one point, Evan, it was so helpful. You said, it's all grist for the mill, including the mill. And that really stuck out for me because I was like, yeah, you know, like, like that really, that really landed with me. Cause I'm like, yeah, man, like you're getting too fucking focused on one thing, you know, like you're, it's, this is not all there is. <laughs> and by the way, depression is being focused on one thing and missing the whole rest of the picture. Cause you, you know, but I, I you know, like, like when you're stuck on that, yeah. I get it. I know what it's like, but yeah, yeah that's you, interesting. You know it saying? is a kind yeah. of tunnel vision, isn't it? You know, yeah. I never thought of considered that. Yeah. Um, beer. Let's talk about beer. Let's okay. talk about beer and let's close this one off for the Sounds people. Good, yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm drinking one. I couldn't resist. I just saw this in the store and it just jumped out at me and I was like, sure, let's do it. Um, and it's called Revenge. <laughs> nice. It had this, it's like, always this, good to drive a plot. <laughs> yeah, like this. It's it's funny. Like the can has like some interesting. It's like very flowery and colorful, but there's like it like just hidden throughout this like floral artwork that's on this thing. There's like a, a couple of cleavers <laughs> and like a and like a couple of like butcher knives there's a clock on there which is really uh bizarre but anyhow um this is uh, a cold ipa from phillips brewing and it's strong it's like seven percent um but it's tasty very hoppy very hoppy so it's like one of those ones that i'm like you know you're kind of like a one and done with uh with this one you probably want to switch it to something a little bit lighter going if you're if you're having a a couple of drinks with some friends or something like that but it's uh it's good it's good yeah. i mean i'm i'm a huge fan of phillips brewing so um yeah that's what i've been doing that's what i've well, been nice drinking. nice man well i'm having a new one uh that i haven't had i've i've had this brewery a lot because they're local um this is snake lake brewing company and the beer that i'm having which i've never had until today was called stargazer New England Pale Ale. Um, the cans just got like a, a bunch of images, like you know, star points. Um, it's a good beer. You know, um, what's really cool is uh, everything I've had from Snake Lake, I've really enjoyed so far. But uh, the local, uh, the local store around here, I guess they're just really cool. They're a really cool group of people. They like um, people just request a beer. They bring in a beer. They bring in a new one and. Um, so far since I've been here, I've had the luxury of having some really nice beers. You know, it's not lost on me that, uh, cause I'm in a small, smaller town now. Um, it's not lost on me that that's kind of a special thing because, uh, you know, one of the things about moving to this, uh, to this place, um, from the city, I had access to everything I wanted really, you know, um, and well, so that's Vancouver, there's like a new brewery every single week that was opening well, yeah. up. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and you can never have all the beers and all the different things. And so um it's nice that I've been able to kind of keep it interesting as far as like sharing a new craft beer because you know, I just say that because you know, it's part of our tradition, right? We we would talk and have a new beer and that was kind of cool. So I'm just kind of grateful. And I just thought I'd share that um as we're talking about beer because yeah, you know, some things I think in life, you know, you take for granted and then 
maybe in different contexts, you realize, hey, you know what? That is a pretty cool thing. So if you're in a city and you have access to lots of stuff, you know, uh, maybe take a moment and appreciate that because, you know, um, you have, it's a beautiful thing to have options, you know, is is a really beautiful thing and um, not everybody does. Uh, so there you go. Especially when it comes to delicious craft beer. <laughs> Which is not an ad. This is just a tradition. Yeah. We just do this because, you know, yeah. it's part of how these started. Um, all right. I'm going to wrap up and I'm going to leave it on you, Evan, because okay. I've been finishing last couple of times. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, uh, you know, what I have to say is um, what, whatever you're doing in life, um, you know, I would say something I've gathered from this conversation is like, understand that everything is connected and it all, it's all kind of like serving you. And it's, it's, if you can see it, you know, um, and it, but it takes you, you need to know, you need to acknowledge it. You need to, um, be the one who appreciates it, who's grateful for it. Um, and you're the one, you know, and artistry is so much about you being able to connect the dots. Um, you know, and it's actually kind of interesting. I'm drinking this beer stargazer because, you know, it's kind of about seeing images in the stars. And and the only reason why anyone sees images in the stars is because they've connected the dots of those stars and they've drawn an image out of that. Right. And, mm-hmm. and so that's become a thing. And so like, you know, life and, and art are very much like that. And I do believe life and art are synonymous with each other in many ways. Um, so you're the one that puts it together. And, and, and just to kind of give you one last final note, because I think it's important. Um, the story that you're living is is a, is a connection that you made. You are connecting the story. You are you are the one who pays attention to the scenes that matter, and you are the one who is ignoring the scenes that happen that you decide don't matter. And you're the one that's making meaning out of all of this. Um, it's 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 actually called patterning, you know. And this was a this is a psych. psychology thing that I learned and it really helped me with story because once I started to understand that like um you know I'm the one that puts the pieces together I'm the one that decides if I have a bad day you know I can decide that I'm having a bad day because three bad things happen throughout the day that I just deem are bad and all of a sudden I say well this is a bad day because normally three bad things wouldn't happen two is acceptable three is unacceptable but I decided that um and something I learned through through life, especially when you really have big dreams and goals and, and things that you're trying to do, is you go, you know what, as many bad things can happen to me as they need to happen throughout the day, but I'm not going to focus on the bad thing that happened. I'm going to focus on who I was in response to the thing that happened, because that is what makes my story great. So, um, you know, how you venture into the wonderness you get to decide how you do it, where it takes you, what it looks like, how you feel while you're in it. You know, it could be up and that's, that's to, for the stars, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking, that's, that's the adventure, you know? So I, I would say try to aim towards the love, try to aim towards the, the joy and the, and the, the champion side of it and all of that. And that's what I got to say. Well, I hope that everybody listening has gotten as much enjoyment out of this 
wonderness topic that we've gotten into this this somewhat self-created <laughs> perpetuated type of thing i really do i truly hope that um this has resonated with people as much as it has with us which is why we decided to uh to go into it and i think you know there was something that you said a little i don't know how long ago it was but earlier in this conversation brandon and and it's sort of been rattling around in my head and you said something to the effect of you know that as we get older um we kind of stop and i'm just like yeah yeah and so my final thought on this conversation is we need to keep entering into the wonderness don't stop entering the wonderness find as many opportunities as you can to enter into it and you know you will might find some of your own ways of doing that you might get some you know borrow and get inspired from some other things that have worked for some other people but just just keep finding your way Con- continue searching and seeking that that place out um that is wild and wonderful um in terms of a life i i can't imagine not going into that place and i'm going to and i'm going to go away just like i'm i'm writing that up some somewhere where i can see it every single day just enter the wonderness enter the wonderness every single day we should attempt to do this to break through the often mundane and routine and just sort of humdrum of autopilot that we often function on and we can enter into the wonderness in so many different ways it can be some kind of a deliberate creative artistic thing but we can also i think enter it in those everyday moments you know we can we can find opportunities to just to just enter into that place notice something about some little part of our of our lives that we might overlook most of the time but it's there it's there for us and i said it's inexhaustible it's inexhaustible and it's everywhere so let's keep coming back to it let's keep searching it out because i don't know it just seems like the most beautiful thing that we can do thank you for listening in on our conversation today we hope you found something helpful that you can carry forward with you Head over to our website, wayoftheartist.com, for more free exclusive material and learn about the show. If you haven't already, please support us by subscribing to the show, sharing it with people you know, and keeping compassionate, creative conversation going.